yo, yo, it's Daddy OB from DBPT with one bad knee. <laughs> hey, welcome everybody. I don't know what the hell that was, but that was that was some freestyle rapping. Yeah, going on. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And one bad knee. <laughs> yeah, hey? exactly. Yeah, that burpee went wrong. <laughs> Dodgy little burpee. How we doing, guys and girls? Doing awesome. You're talking way too loudly. Look at those wavelengths. Is that right? Is that bad? You need to sit back more. I'm like, getting excited. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm getting excited. I can't help it. It's all that energy. I oh, know. I'm, I'm just so excited to talk about diet and nutrition with, with today with you. Oh, Dad. it's the big one today. The diet big one. and nutrition. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The, the DBPT boys hook on diet and nutrition. Hey. Eh? Everyone's been waiting for. Take a big sip of my water first. Do you have to do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, just taking a swig of water before we start the show. I had to moisten up my mouth oh. so my words come out fluently. Nice, I like it. So, today's podcast, Diet and Nutrition, what a huge subject. Everyone loves a bit of diet and nutrition. Everyone cares about it. There's not one person in this world that says, I don't care about diet, I don't care about nutrition. No. Everyone loves it. Everyone's into it. Everyone eats food. I love food. So do I, actually. That's a strange thing, because people think that we don't eat a lot of the time. Because um, Do you starve yourself? Yeah. Shut I, up. We love food. We are great big foodies. In fact, Cade's an awesome cook. At 18 years old, he's actually a really good cook, <laughs> I wouldn't aren't you, say buddy? cook. Uh, Chef Aruni? Chef Baker. Chef ba- I'm, you I'm, are a baker. I'm Chef Big Dog in the kitchen. Is that right? Cooking no. up a storm. No, we love food, so we do enjoy food. And... We have a, a treat every now and then as we teach our clients. There's lots of good food out there. Do what really grinds my gears? People who say, I don't like fruit. There's like so many different types of fruit. How can you not like fruit in general? A strawberry does not taste like an apple. An apple does not taste like an apricot. There's several different tastes in the world. Same for vegetables as well. I you know, what amazes me. How many vegetarians we've dealt with that don't eat vegetables? <laughs> Honestly, we have dealt with so many vegetarians that don't eat vegetables. It sounds really stupid, but it's it's real. I think a lot of these people become vegetarians because it's like another eating disorder. They want to control something, and they they don't they don't want to eat food. They want to eat crap food, basically. So they become yeah. a vegetarian to limit foods in their diet again. Uh, we've had so many vegetarians that literally, what we commonly see is potatoes, chips, pasta, and cheese, isn't it, pretty much? And then yeah. all, and then cakes and biscuits and all the snacks that come in between. And then these tofu substitute things that are full of chemicals. That's another thing, vegetarians, they make all their, um, vegans, they make all their food into meat products. So they have vegan beef, vegan hamburgers, vegan beef burgers, and vegetarian sausages. This is turning into a rant now. Yeah, why not, just, why not just call it something else? Then a, a meat type food. Anyway, yeah, that's for another day. So, <laughs> diet and yeah. nutrition. Okay, so we're into the new year, and pretty much, well, everyone wants to lose everyone wants weight. to lose weight. Yeah. Majority of people want to lose some weight. So, how do we go about losing weight? Well, we don't do that by following a fad diet, one hundred percent. We don't do that from drinking stupid drinks and eating stupid bars. Um, we do it with a little bit of consistency, eating good quality foods. And it's simple and it makes sense. 
So, what do we teach here? Well, DBPT, we do track calories as part of our diet program. It does not matter what diet you are on, calories do matter. They're They're always relevant. They are relevant. It's very trendy at the moment saying counting calories does not work. And it's only due to the thermic effect of food. Certain foods will burn uh, more calories than others. Spicy foods, for example, they do increase the metabolism. Caffeine, another one. Yep. So to simplify that so you understand it, if we take 100 calories of a chili pepper Mm. and we match that up to 100 calories of a banana, Ah. the chili pepper will burn a few more calories than the banana. Chili banana. Now, the truth is, people argue, you know, a calorie is not a calorie due to that. What we say here is that's just nitty gritty. If you're eating one biscuit in the day, it just makes that non-relevant. Other than that, counting calories does matter. And it does not matter what type of diet you are on. Um, It doesn't matter if you're eating stupid bars or drinking stupid drinks. Energy in versus energy out. It is factual. It is there. It is true. It is the law of thermodynamics. You cannot argue. They made it law. It's science. So we do like calories. And we also like calories because you can track it. You you can trace it. Um, If you want to be good at something... You have to practice. Uh, You have to study. So if you want to be good at losing weight, counting calories is a way of being efficient at that. You're not guessing where you are. You know where you are. Yes. So we do like counting calories for that reason. And you'll be shocked. We've we've had people get the Fitness Power app. They're not sponsoring us, by the way. I wish they did. But uh, there's got a function there with a barcode scanner. And you can scan different foods you find in the shop. And we had someone recently scan mayonnaise, and they're like, ain't no way that's a portion of mayonnaise, there's so many calories, but you don't know until you scan it. So you buy your products, but you don't actually properly look at the values on the back, and you'll be surprised the hidden calories in foods that you wouldn't really think would be there originally. And that is one of the biggest problems, again, we teach here. A biscuit is not just a biscuit. What a biscuit is, is an evil little critter. <laughs> a digestive biscuit's around 80 calories. A, I think chocolate hobnob's about the worst, so about 100 calories. Yeah. Now, where, what I use is, I actually use my, my wife. She's very little, Cade's mum. She's very tiny. And when she goes on a diet, she only gets about 1,200 calories a day to lose weight this is not maintained. This is not to be healthy. Being on a diet is not healthy. You're in a calorie deficit, which is not healthy. But if she wants to lose weight, she gets 1,200 calories a day. Six chocolate hobnobs is... 600 calories. Whoa. So you can easily sit and eat six chocolate hobnobs, like, you just like sniff them and they're gone. Yeah. And that's 600 calories. So using my gorgeous wife as an example, that's half of her calories for the day. For the day. And that's just a, that's just a few biscuits. And it sounds Six biscuits. stupid. And the thing is, you eat those biscuits, then you go out for lunch afterwards, and you wonder why you're getting fat. <laughs> so uh, another example we use is you might go into Costa Coffee, and you order a piece of carrot cake and a caramel latte, 
And we're looking at 700 calories. And you suck those down, then you go to meet your friend for lunch afterwards. Exactly right. <laughs> so a lot of foods are calorific, and this is an easy way of reducing weight originally or lowering body fat. And it's reducing some of these unhealthy foods. So we have biscuits, we have cakes, crisps, crisps, chocolate, chocolate and sweeties, sweets, ice cream, donuts, savory Yeah, things, savory foods, cakes, things like that, pastries. high in calories. So these are some of the the easy ones that you can reduce or eliminate from the diet and you could start losing weight straight away. So, calories. We do like calories, we do count calories uh, because it works. It works. We can yeah. track what we're doing. And it does not matter what diet you are on. It doesn't matter if it's high carb, low carb, uh, if it has some crazy name. It all leads back to calories. Calories do matter. Um, and in fact, you can lose weight if you know where you are, what your calorific requirement is for the day. You can lose weight eating solely junk food. Yep. So for example... You can you can suck down a cheesecake in the day and not have anything for the rest of the day, and you might might even lose weight. But if you went if you go and proceed to eat twenty two cabbages in the day, then the calories outweigh what the cheesecake was. I know they're completely different food products, but it all goes back to the calories, as Dad just said. So to explain that, um, once you know where you should be, uh, we'll have a maintain amount of calories. So. Using myself as an example, my main 10 calories are, are about two and a half thousand calories a day. If I eat 2,000 calories of junk food, crisps, chocolate, biscuits, I will lose weight. Out of my two and a half thousand, if I eat 3,000 of Brussels sprouts, I'll have really bad wind and I'll get fat. So a calorie is a calorie, does not matter where it comes from, excluding the thermic effect of food, of course. Uh, which I said is nitty-gritty. So, uh, we can lose weight eating solely junk food, but that is not a good idea because the quality of the calorie does matter. It does matter. For fat loss, it doesn't at all. It, when it comes just to solely losing body fat, a calorie to calorie. But, of course, what we... Uh, our number one goal here is at DBPT is health. We always deal with health first. Some people come to us and we say to them, we're not worried about your fat loss. We're not worried about the way you look. We, we need to, to get feel you healthier. Good. We need to feel good and move good. So we look at, depending on where they are in with their journey, but we want them to be healthy. So when it comes to fat loss, a calorie doesn't really matter. Uh, but overall, it is important that you get nutritious food. So how do we use this in our day-to-day -day life? Well, we recommend you get 80 to 90% of your calories from single ingredient food. And that is stuff that you don't buy on the shelf. It's, for example, cabbage, as I used earlier. It's things that are just what they are, with no additives, no, no, no nothing that comes in a box or anything like that, just single ingredient foods. So a single ingredient food is, it is a, it is a Brussels sprout, it is salmon, it is chicken. It is. It's not on a packet or box, as Kay just said, that when you turn it around, it has 50 different ingredients and 25 you cannot pronounce. E1752, E7648, tomato soup with croutons. 
They're not single ingredient foods. And it comes from an otter's bottom or something like that. Yeah. Um, real nasty thing. So 80 to 90% single ingredient food. The other 10 to 20% can be from your goodies and treats. In fact, we tell our clients to have a goodie or treat every day. And it keeps you sane. You know, you don't feel like you're bound down to having single ingredient foods all the time. Exactly that. If you have an itch, then scratch it. Um, if you want a, uh, some chocolate, have a, have a few pieces of chocolate. Don't You can't eat the whole bar, of course. But definitely, if you fancy something, have it. Because if you don't, you will just go nuts. So, that's calories. Um, in a nutshell, we could go on and on. Our, diet, our consultation we actually carry out with our clients is an hour and a half long. So, we go into a lot of detail, um, which we don't want to put all into a podcast. So, um, calories do matter. Uh, 90% single ingredient foods. The next thing we talk about are habits. Now, when it comes to a diet, we're not talking about bad habits here. We're talking about good habits. So having good habits within your diet program or your uh, fat loss program can be really, really good for you. So a good habit would be sticking with certain food groups all the time. So simply creating... Routine. Yeah, a routine. Two to three breakfasts. So, um, let's use myself as an example again. I have three breakfasts that I stick with all the time. Uh, I'm extremely busy running this uh, business. And I haven't got time to worry about what I'm eating. But also, I don't want to put weight on. I want to stay fairly healthy. So, I have three breakfasts that I I stick with. One of them is a three-egg omelette. I take a Pyrex jug, I crack in three eggs, I chuck in some spinach, some mushrooms, some cherry tomatoes and some onions. I don't chop the onions, I take them out of a pot. Uh, Very quick and easy, I cook up the omelette. It's around 330 calories. It's a lovely nutritious breakfast. My other breakfast is porridge. I use uh, the large box of porridge, not a packet. So in a lar- if you look at the ingredients of a uh, box, I say quite just rolled oats, nothing quake else. Oats. Yeah, just rolled oats. It's 100% rolled oats. I will mix in 30 grams of protein powder. So I'll have a lovely flavoured porridge, so chocolate, banana, whatever. I mix the, the protein powder in with my oats dry. I stir that up. I then add water to it. I don't add milk because I want to reduce my calories. And the protein powder... That's not the single ingredient food. That's the part that Dad adds to it. Exactly. I mean, protein powder isn't is not single no, ingredient food. It's got a bunch food. of different stuff in it. It has, and we we appreciate that. But it's it's still very nutritious. It is a supplement, but it does make my porridge taste lovely, banana or chocolatey. And then in there, I'll chuck uh, about I think it's about thirty grams of blueberries, which is about twenty blueberries. And my third one is a smoothie. I make my own smoothie. Uh, I buy greens powder. Uh, I do buy an off-the-shelf greens powder, a good quality one. And in with my greens powder, I blend in different... Spirulina, spirulina, different mushrooms. Chlorella, I put different mushroom extracts. We put cordyceps, we have chaga, uh, we have reishi mushroom in there. We add turmeric to our our, our smoothie. And then my smoothie would look like... I'd get my my, um, uh, little mixer jug and I would put in there... um, some frozen blueberries, some ice. I would add a scoop of creatine, monohydrate. I would add in a scoop of protein powder, a scoop of my greens powder. I would add in organic cacao nibs. And also, what do we put in there? 
Well, yeah. the coconut flakes. We put some really coconut good. flakes some dried in recently. Coconut flakes. Yeah, some dried coconut flakes. And that's pretty much it. We mixed it up and I drink that. And I might have that with a couple of eggs. Uh, we have something called a... Our one's a brand name. It's called a brunchy. Oh, yes. It's a weird looking little thing. But you, you it's like a tube and you crack two eggs in the top. And it rises out the top. It look, it's the weirdest looking thing. You can actually plug a skewer through it. And when it heats up, it stays on the stick. So you can have egg on a stick. So it's quite fun. So I quite commonly crack two eggs in there. And while they're cooking, I'm waiting for that to pop out. I uh, I mix up my greens drink. So that's my my um, good habits. I have three breakfasts uh, that I stick with. I've designed them. Uh, I know the calories within them. And I stick with it. I do the same with my lunches. And pretty much with the evening meals. As a family, we all eat like that. We're very habituous in nature and um, it works for us so design some design some meals and stick with them follow, follow them every day stick with them over the diet period it's not forever don't forget our diet program is three months so it is a period of time and just stick with them over the three months to lower your body fat easy as that see now Cade mentioned earlier about my fitness pal and we do use my fitness pal is a way of tracking calories it does link to our own app so via our own app we can uh, look at people's calories but i also like my fitness pal not because it counts calories and it's free which is great but also uh, people scan foods and Kate mentioned that we had a client in scanned her mayonnaise and was shocked about how many calories are in it well that's why i like my fitness pal because People like it. They start to scan things and it opens their eyes to how many calories are in foods. And it's so easy to add stuff in your day so you don't have to count it up, how many calories it has, what it is. You know, you can just scan it and plug it in. So it's a really easy app to use. And I have another little... Um, someone was saying the, the other day I should bring out a book with all my little one-liners in there. Uh, I have so many one-liners. But my favourite one at the moment I've come up with is... Eating food has consequence. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, literally, eating food does have consequence. So if you um, if you eat a lot of uh, bad food, junk foods, you're going to feel like shit. If you eat a lot of good foods, you're going you're gonna to feel great. If you overeat, you're going to get fat. If you undereat, you're going to feel lethargic. You're not going to have much energy. Uh, your hair's going to go brittle. Your complexion's going to go... So it doesn't matter how you look at food, eating food has consequence. So you can't just do what you want when you want. It's just not that easy, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, so design some meals, calorie count them, design uh, write out a recipe card, and stay with them over the diet period. And then set yourself up on MyFitnessPal, and then um, start tracking your food. What we do here, of course, as part of our diet and nutrition program, we do uh, weigh our clients and we calculate what their um, calories are and we issue those calories to them for fat loss and we ensure they stay within them, uh, eating 90% single ingredient foods, 10% goodies and treats. Uh, we set them up with uh, some, make sure they're, they're tracking their food and sticking with their good habits and... Um, being consistent with this over the diet period okay um next thing i want to talk about is just little complications with this 
So a subject Cade and I are very interested in at the moment is metabolic adaption and also exercise adaption, I think we could call it. Yeah. So we do have a lot of clients that, uh, that visit here that have been under eating for a long period of time for whatever reason. Now, if you under eat for days or weeks, it does not have much of an effect on the body and you won't starve. In fact, when you're on a diet, your body enters what's called starvation mode. You're not starving, but uh, it's what it's termed as. But over, not over days or weeks, but over months and even years with with some of the clients we've dealt with, under eating for a long period of time, the body adapts to that. So if you start eating 1,000 calories a day, over months and years, your body will adapt to surviving on 1,000 calories a day. So your metabolism slows to survive on this low amount of calories. So short term, your body's trying to maintain the calories in your body because it thinks you're not getting any food. But when that's continued for a longer period of time, it becomes a norm. Your body, for like for a long period of time, thinks there is no food around. So it continuously just grabs hold of your calories. So your body adapts to the food you're eating. Now, in certain circumstances, that's a good thing. So if food is scarce, uh, it's a good thing that your body's adapting to a smaller amount of food. But unfortunately, with today's life, uh, what we find is a lot of people will under-eat in the week and then get to the weekend and go absolutely raging nuts. Because your body's adapted to surviving on a thousand calories a day, if you get to Saturday and go raging nuts and you consume five, six thousand calories, then that those additional calories are gonna be stored as body fat. So under eating long term is really not good and it causes issues with losing weight. So if you are overweight and you are you know holding too much body fat and you're not eating a lot and struggling to lose weight, then your metabolism is slowed. So in a nutshell, you can be overweight and not be eating a lot. So if someone says to you, I disbelieve that you're not eating a lot, uh, you'd be losing weight. It's not strictly true all the time. So if you're eating 1,000 calories a day and not losing weight... The problem is, for you to lose weight, you'd have to reduce that to 500 calories a day, which is just ridiculous. It's not healthy. Uh, That would be an absolute stupid thing to do. So we'll leave this for now. We are going to do another podcast on uh, metabolic adaption because we're really interested in that at the moment. But not to leave you hanging, how do you rectify that if this is you? What we have to do is we have to slowly raise our clients calories back to where it should be we call it their maintain their maintain calories that's where the body's happy so at your maintain if you exercise one day you might burn a bit of body fat if you eat pizza and drink wine another day you might gain a bit of body fat but generally it is a happy place for your body so what we do with our clients is we slowly increase their calories to take them back to their maintain now a lot of them panic because they think they're going to get fat when we do this. So we normally follow back with a witty comment, like, how is that going for you? Because they're already overweight, they're eating nothing, and they can't lose weight. It's a long process. 
it can take a long time to slowly increase the food uh, and uh, long-term improve their metabolism. So once we do that, then we can then place them on the diet and they will start losing weight. But I say we'll save this for a pot, separate podcast because I want to talk about that and also exercise adaption, which basically is if you're exercising five times a week, eating a very healthy diet, and you sprain your ankle and stop exercising, you might gain fat even though you're still on that healthy diet because your body's adapted to doing all that exercise. But we'll save that for another day. And on diets as well, a lot of it needs to be easy for you to adhere to if you're doing them. Uh, a lot of these dieting companies will often provide you with a, a drink or a shake that is just all these vegetables all mulched up and dehydrated and stuck in a jar and they're three times the price of what you could normally buy yourself. Now, this isn't, you can't sustain this. It's not sustainable. It's not something you can follow the rest of your life. You need to return back to the norm at some point. Yeah, I mean, as Kate's saying, these, these drinks, these shakes, everything comes from food. There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing super in there that's going to do anything different. There are no magic pills or potions. It's just food in a jar, and they charge you a fortune for it. So the truth is, go and buy yourself some vegetables and um, some good quality meat if you're not a vegetarian or a vegan, and just eat them. Just but eat Dad, them. it's so much easier to buy a shake with everything already. <laughs> well, there is no get out. If you if you lose weight on shakes, what happens at the end? Exactly. Where do you go from there? You you haven't learned anything about maintaining your healthy eating. And most of the time, not saying any names, but. They don't teach you, yeah, exactly, the decline, what you do when you finish. It's like, as soon as they, as soon as you stop, you don't know how to keep the weight off, and it all just comes back on. There's no reversing back out, so, you, so your metabolic adaption can adapt to, to being on that certain level of calories again. So if you're, if you're eating a lower amount of calories for a long time, as soon as you go back to what you'd normally eat, all the weight comes back on because your body, your metabolic metabolic rate is so slow, it can't process all this extra food you're giving it. So all the weight just flies back on. So they don't teach you how to actually keep the weight off afterwards. But yet again, that's another marketing scheme for them. As soon as you put the weight back on, you're going to go back there and spend more money with them to get it back off again. And it's a big loop. It's continuous. And there's a lot of companies that do that. It's their way. If you keep it off, if you can keep it off after you've been with them, then they're going to lose all their customers, aren't they? Because everyone's going to not be fat. Well, that would be a nice thing. <laughs> yeah. So when people tell you to drink, you, you know, have a, a, a what's the standard? Have one mm. good meal a day and two drinks a day. Well, what do we say? Calories do matter. If you're taking out all the junk food and skipping a meal and drinking a drink, then you're in a calorie deficit you will lose weight. It's not complicated. Don't have the shake. Just have some vegetables and, and, and meat or some yogurt and fruit, whatever you like. It's no different. So the sh- there's no miracle in that shake. It's just placing you in a calorie deficit. No more than that. Again, it does not matter what you eat. It is how much you eat. And as Cade's saying, at the end of the diet, there has to be a get-out. Now, with our clients, once they've lost their weight, we reverse diet them out of their diet. So we slowly increase their calories, taking them back to where they should be, and we calculate this all for them. So 
what a lot of people do is, as we said, when you diet for a long period of time, your body enters starvation mode, your metabolism slows. At the end of the diet, you're all happy and jumping around because you've lost some weight, which is fantastic. And then you go back to doing what you were doing before. You might even you might even go back to eating really good foods, but just increasing the amount. But as your metabolism is running so slow, any any sort of increase in food can put you above that and start placing fat back on the body. So there needs to be a get out of a diet as well. There has to be a, a, a plan to come out of that diet. You can't just go back to what you were doing before. And this is why most people lose weight, but nine out of 10 place the weight back on. That's a fact. Most people lose weight, nine out of 10 put that weight back on. And that's because these companies that provide a weight loss service, it's a way to make money. Diet and nutrition is a very good way to to trick people in spending money. It's a multi-billion it is, pound exactly. business. Exactly, and if you can get money off people, by by doing these programs, you know you, you want them to put the weight back on at the end of the day, so they'll come back and use your service again. It's just a way for them to make money. If everyone in the world was fit, then there wouldn't be any slim slimming world or anything like that. They, they, they wouldn't be there. But it's just a way of them making money. As Dad said that all these companies, you know, you, you think at least one of them would be right, but it doesn't seem to be. Well, that how way. can it be so many? And we still haven't solved yeah, the issue. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And there's new companies popping up all the time. So uh, it's just, it's a multi-billion pound industry. And losing weight isn't that complex. If you place yourself in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. Uh, let's face it, if you don't eat, you'll get slimmer and slimmer and slimmer or thinner and thinner until you die. The weight doesn't stay on you. It, there's, no, there's nothing there. The only issue I have with that again is metabolic adaption. If you've been under eating for a long period of time, you may struggle to lose weight. And again, if you've been living on a thousand calories a day, for you to lose weight, you'd have to eat 500 calories a day, which is ridiculous. You can't survive on that. That's my only issue I have. Other than that, if you place yourself in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. So slight recap then I think for people. Uh, Yes. Uh, again, I feel we've covered a lot here. We haven't gone into huge depth. Uh, that's what we do on our diet and nutrition program. But simplistically, place yourself in a calorie deficit. If you are in a da- calorie deficit, you should lose weight unless there's a hidden there, thyroid, or you, you've been there's underlying problem. There's underlying problem. Yeah. But generally, if you've been overeating for a long time, if you place yourself in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. You can eat the foods you love. You just can't eat all the foods you love all the time. So 90%, 80 to 90% single ingredient foods, lots of meats and vegetables. You can get lots of them for your calories. The other 10% can be goodies and treats. So whatever you fancy, uh, have a little bit. Have a small amount of it to keep you happy and keep you on your diet program. So we had a client who... It's every night, wasn't it? Is it every night? Pretty much, yeah, I think so, yeah. Every night... Uh, had one curly whirly, the chocolate bar, because it kept her in a happy place. She said, every night, as long as I get my curly whirly, I'll be happy. And that's good. She stuck to the diet, and then she had her treat, which was her 10 to 20% of her treats for the day. So, there you go. Have we covered everything? Yep. We can go in depth more with other podcasts, I reckon, but this is good now to talk about diet and nutrition
think we covered quite a bit. All right, guys. Well, hopefully, again, that's been a bit helpful for you. Uh, if you need to ask us any questions, you want to talk about this, then just send us a line and we shall, uh, we shall help you out. Indeed. So contact us on our Facebook, our Instagram, and we'll be sure to answer you in no time. Okay, guys. See you soon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>